to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. I'm your host, Daniela. Stay tuned every Monday morning for new episodes. Interested in becoming a part of our community? You can find us on Instagram at Making Sense of Success. Stay tuned for future episode series and pod weeks. Email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com or shoot us a DM if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Thanks for tuning in and joining our journey. Enjoy this episode. All right, well, welcome Janelle to Making Sense of Success. Did you want to give our listeners a little bio about yourself so they can get to know you more? Yes, of course. First, I would just like to say thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. So my name is Janelle Gorman. I'm a trauma healing coach. I work with women who have had tough childhood upbringings or abandonment wounds that were left from their parents and who are still dealing with those traumas into their adult lives. Unfortunately, when we've experienced traumatic childhoods, that pain does come into our adult lives and resurfaces in other ways that we would never think maybe such as drinking, sex, um, attracting the wrong partners, affecting our work life. So I'm basically the coach that works with these women, helping get down to their core pain, helping them heal, setting boundaries and back into the love, back into self-love of loving ourselves. And that's pretty much what I do. So I help change these women's lives and help them heal the pain that, that was caused when they were a child. That's amazing. And uh, thank you for sharing that. And I'm sure we'll dive more into your story and um, how you ended up in this role. But I guess we can start with some icebreaker questions. So yeah, the first one I'll ask you is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received or given someone? Best piece, best piece of advice would be given the fact that I jet my work is a lot on grief and healing would be when you're dealing with a hardship at the moment, know that it is going to pass. And when it does come, it's going to come in waves. A lot of us, I feel, think like if we heal, we should be fully healed. But unfortunately, grief in, every, in everything that we deal with, that doesn't come easy. It takes a little bit for us to transition. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mm-hmm. totally agree. And I think... Um, that can be applied to so many aspects in life just because sometimes one thing could remind you of a certain time, right? Or maybe you're going through something similar, right? So it can take you back to that period in time where you were experiencing that and that topic or that time in your life that you're still grieving, right? That you maybe didn't even know. It just kind of brings it back up. Of course, or even so to say like patience. I guess we can just say patience. Right. Always have patience with yourself whether it's starting a business, dealing with a loss, dealing with a breakup, have patience with yourself because we're human. Yeah, and some things take more time for others depending on your childhood upbringing, the situations you are in your life now, the things you're dealing with. It's all very, like, on an individual level, right? You can't really compare yourself to someone else's experience and the way maybe they've coped with something or grieved about something. Exactly, because the way we are taught from our parents or caregivers really correlates to how we're going to handle things in our adult life. It really is a mirror, and we don't realize it sometimes. But when we think back and reflect, we're like, oh, that's why I perceive something completely different than my best friend, vice versa. 
Right. And I think it's nice. I hope people like enjoy hearing us talk about these subjects because I find it's not always talked about enough, right? Mm-hmm. So, I agree. Yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on and taking the time to talk with us about this. Of course. And the other question I'll ask you as an icebreaker is, and it surrounds this whole podcast subject, but do you think your definition of success has changed over time? And if so, what would your definition be? Absolutely. So first, when I was younger, I would always think success is lavish lifestyle, having a ton of money, just getting and buying what I want, doing what I want. And now as I've gotten older and worked a lot on myself and with my business and everything, my definition of success would be doing what you love and being able to do it whenever you want. And just being truly happy with it. If you have money, great. If you don't, great. Because we have one life. And I know many people who are very successful that have a lot of money and unfortunately aren't happy or don't have that feeling within that they feel complete. Right, because it goes beyond like the things you have, like you were saying, right, having a lavish life. It's maybe how do you know yourself or how much do you know yourself as a person, right? And the connections that you've formed in your life, how meaningful and how close are they? Um, so I, I definitely agree with your um, your <laughs> definition. And I guess we could dive right into it. So okay. how did you get into this? Like, How did you... Um, go in and start your business what prompted you I guess to go into that direction of supporting women and the trauma they've experienced and helping them with their grieving of course so um, when I was three years old my parents had divorced I was seeing my dad I want to say every other weekend so that that got limited a lot and during that divorce it was really hard on me as a three-year-old just knowing that my parents still live under the same household which isn't easy for any three-year-old, especially mm-hmm. at that age. We don't really know what's going on. But at the same time, I feel like kids have this intuition that they're spot on with so many things. What As for when we're adults, we second-guess ourselves. So as kids, I feel like we just know what's going on. So dealing with that was not easy at all. And then at the age of nine, my dad had passed away. And that was really tough on me because my dad was my best mm-hmm. friend. And losing him at, at that age, I was still in, I want to say, I must. I was definitely in elementary school still. Mm-hmm. And I feel element, like the school I went to didn't really have good resources. I mean, they had the guidance counselor, but I'm still a nine-year-old kid going to school and having to pretend or feel like I had to pretend like everything was fine. And by doing that, that took me into 16 years later of pretending I was fine until I got into a relationship where I just was completely myself, but to the point that it was unhealthy. I had so many negative traits and toxic traits that I didn't realize I had and didn't know why I was acting a certain way. But I realized a lot of it was from the abandonment wound that my father had left when he passed away so all of it just resurfaced through my teenage years into my adulthood and acting out I was I was totally not I would say I wasn't the best child (laughs) 
Yeah, but I feel like there's a lot of people, too, that they go, like, obviously they go through something, right, that's really hard in their childhood. And, like, I'm so sorry you had to experience that, especially at such a young age. Like, that's very hard to deal with, let alone at nine years old. But I think, yeah, like, what you're saying is a lot of children do go through things such as that. And it's hard to cope with at that age, right, when you're let alone trying to learn more about yourself, even. Of course. And like at that age, we just like, I feel like a lot of kids are just kind of pretend like everything's fine. Oh, and definitely. That coping mechanism or coping pattern ends up can bring it, can, can completely keep doing that same thing until your adulthood. And that's what happened with me. Like I acted as if my dad didn't pass away. I just didn't acknowledge anything. I didn't, I had like a, I have a tattoo and I didn't even know my dad's dates and my tattoo has those dates and everything. I didn't learn my dad's death date until I want to say last year. Wow. It, it was just mm-hmm. bizarre how trauma can really make us just like block out the pain we felt. Well, because you're trying to per- like protect yourself in a way, if uh-huh. that makes sense. That's that's kind of the way that I would think about it too. And like if I apply it to my own personal life. You try and kind of avoid those things that make you really feel um, a sense of hurt and grief and just overall bad vibes, I want to call it, in your day-to-day, right? You just don't really want to acknowledge those things and come to terms with something so awful that happened. Exactly. I feel like us, as as humans, we only know fight or flight. Oh, definitely, yeah. I was totally a flighter. I was like, no. So basically, my last relationship... I don't know what triggered it. It it was just, it wasn't the best relationship. Both of us, it was a trauma bond relationship. He had his own abandonment issues. I had my own abandonment issues and problems and we just joined together, but it was, it became toxic, unfortunately. And after we broke up, it was one of the hardest breakups I've ever endured to the point that I was suicidal, which I never thought I would ever feel like that. And I needed to get the help or I knew it would not have ended well. So I flew to Arizona, checked myself into this rehab retreat center and got the help I needed and have done workshops and retreats and self-love development courses ever since. And that's why I want to help women get to prevent themselves from getting to the end point that I felt. And being able to really just embrace the loss you dealt or the childhood trauma that you went through and just accept it, not for what happened to you, but accept it for what it was so you can free yourself from all that you've been through and can actually live a happy and happy and whole life. Right. And I'm so sorry you had to go through all that, but I think it's so amazing how you've taken that and empowered yourself and you took action, right? You went to rehab, you got the help you needed, and now you're able to pass that on right and help others who are kind of dealing with similar issues in their life. That's beautiful. Exactly. I just want to help them because I've been there and I've done that and I know I can help them with what I've learned. And just being in that position in life and just pretending like you don't have pain within you but knowing that you act out certain ways and get triggered in ways that you don't know why. Right. But being able to piece that together and realize, oh, it was from my childhood 
and there is a way to heal myself is I feel such a blessing. And I guess for anyone listening, um, would you have any tips for identifying whether your relationships in your life are healthy or whether they might be toxic? Great question. So I would say one of the red flags would be, do you constantly attract people that have bad traits or toxic traits? With me, I constantly attracted men who were emotionally unavailable. Constantly. There was never a time that I didn't. But it was because I wasn't emotionally available to myself. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes when we deal with abandonment, we don't feel like we're worthy enough to be accepting of love. So subconsciously, we attract men who can't even really love us back, who don't even love themselves, vice versa. So I would say, if you constantly find yourself in toxic relationships, one after another, and so on, that's definitely a sign that there may have there may be a correlation of you just living in your childhood traumas. Right, and yeah, it's normally it turns into a pattern like what you were saying that it's Absolutely. one after the other. It's not necessarily just one case, but you can probably find it throughout your life as you're talking about. And I guess what advice would you give someone who's kind of in that situation and doesn't know how to go about maybe getting out of that toxic relationship or even maybe just stepping away from it from like an arm's length type of thing? Um, are there any I guess, tips you would have for that? Because I feel like it might be tricky when you're so involved maybe with someone, right? Absolutely. I needed to literally step myself out of the situation and like reflect and really get the help I needed. So what I would say is, is first try and see yourself out of the situation as like a third party and see yourself looking into your situation. I also always say, if your best friend was going through that same exact situation that you were going in, what advice would you give them? Because unfortunately, most of the time, we have great advice for friends and family. (laughs) So when it comes to to us, we're like, shit. uh, Well, yeah. I I have to do this? (laughs) Yeah, because you really have to hold yourself accountable, right? In that sense, it's not, it's really hard to kind of preach to yourself, right? (laughs) What you should be doing. When you're, like, involved in it so heavily. But when you see it from an outside perspective, which is a really good lens to look at it through when you take yourself out and look at it from a non-personal angle or individual level, uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely helpful. So that's a really good piece of advice. Exactly. And also, like, get the help you needed. Like, it's totally fine to ask for help because it's not easy for us to heal whatever certain traumas we went through. And like we said in the beginning of the podcast, we perceive things completely different than someone else can. Mm -hmm. So we may perceive something a lot harder. And I feel deep down when we know something's not right, we can feel it in our gut. But a lot of us just kind of like dig our heads in the sand and pretend a lot's not happening. But if we really stop and think deep down, we know what's for us and when we deserve better. Yeah, it's definitely a gut feeling. And yeah, Yeah. sometimes you don't want to admit whatever it is, or you don't want to give in to it or realize, oh, I actually have to end something maybe. Uh, So yeah, no, it's always, it's always in your gut, really. (laughs) Totally. You know, and sometimes it's hard to end certain things that you know you shouldn't. But at the same time, it's, do you want to live? We only have one life. Yeah. So we want to make sure it's one worth living and one where we can be truly happy and where we're respected and vice versa. And 
I know you're obviously really passionate about these issues and wanting to support women, but I guess what's been the most rewarding of your journey? I would say seeing women in the situation where I was previously and get and helping them get the help they needed to finally blossom and bloom as a woman they're meant to be. So being able to take them through that process that I'm very familiar with because I was there, mm-hmm. it's, it's just such a beautiful experience knowing that I can step in and help these women at all, of all ages. Um, I even had someone earlier reach out to me on Instagram and say, mm-hmm. you seem younger, how can you help like 56-year-old woman? Because a lot of them probably need this help and guidance. I just responded with, Personally, I think it's more experience and knowledge over age because there's no extent of just because you're older, you've been through more stuff than someone who may be younger. It's all like we had said, it's all perception and knowing how to do the work and help those with the work. Definitely. Yeah, it's not necessarily a copy pasting that everyone right. Just because you went through something and someone else went through something else means you have the same level of grief, same level of sadness in your day-to-day, or even things that you project on, right? As we've talked about into the rest of your life. It's very case-specific, person by person. That's for sure, yeah. And, yeah, you talked about um, this person who had reached out to you and kind of, I guess... It's it's kind of challenging, I feel like, when you kind of don't expect that and you get a message like that, or oh, yeah, maybe it's yeah. not, but have you experienced anything, uh, any other challenges, rather, um, in no, that context absolutely. with your business? No, I have not. I really was just that, and I just, like, thought about it, and I'm like, well, I know I can help a 56-year-old woman. I can I can help a 7-year-old woman, right. because healing is... is Healing is not all the same, but a lot of the principles are very similar. And it's more so making sure we do the work and holding ourselves accountable and doing the exercise that are needed for us to have certain breakthroughs. So with her, I was like, okay. And I just looked at it through a perspective of observation. Mm -hmm. I I totally understand where she's coming from. So let me just break it down and explain to her why I know I'm credible to help women, even a 56-year-old woman versus a 20-year-old. Right, which is all you can kind of do, I guess, in that situation, because you're just going to explain your side and the way that you've perceived things as we've talked about, and yeah, all you can really do is be professional about it, because there's no point in arguing that, um, no. yeah, at all, <laughs> um, and I guess when someone reaches out to you, right, seeking help, um, what, what would you, like, what do you tell them, and do you suggest them any resources? So first I hop on a Calendly. I have them, I send them my Calendly link and they Mm -hmm. book a time for me. And then I just hop on a half hour consultation just to make sure that we're right fit for each other. I want to make sure that we're both a good compatible match. And I have pro, I have two, four, six month programs at the moment. And I have a course in the process of being released. And I just, talk to you about where you feel like your pain points are, your current situation, how I can help you, why you aren't getting to the goal that you want to get to. And we go with whatever program best fits. And then of course, each program that I have is customized for that individual because everyone's dealing with certain things and are at different levels of their healing. And from then on out, we just schedule our future times of coaching. 
That's amazing. And that, that's so refreshing to hear you say that you individualize kind of the program depending on the person. So it really is tailored to their own needs. And in the end, right, hopefully that'll lead them out of this, um, like all the projecting and the trauma that they faced, you know, so that they can cope with it and hopefully like live on to have a happy life, right? Where they're not having this weight on their back all the time. Exactly. Oftentimes when they act, like I've had clients prior to working with them, they were seeing a therapist for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, well, there's a difference between a therapist and a coach. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I personally am pro therapist. I've been with a therapist since I was three years old, different ones, of course, but I even have a therapist now. I always say coach needs a coach. Like, we all need, we always need something or someone to talk to at the end of the day. And the difference between a coach and a therapist is I do the work to help you. So if we do a four month program at the end of that four month program, my goal is to have it. So you are, you know, exactly what you need to do. The day to day work, you've healed a lot more. You've come a long way. And then, so you don't need me anymore. Whereas therapists, of course, we just constantly talk session and se- session per session. But my goal for my clients is to bloom in whatever program that we work in. And so you can go live your life on your own. Of course, I'll always be there. Right. But it's not for you to always feel stuck and always like feel like you need me to get through life. I'm trying to help you get through life so you can walk on your two feet and be the strong, independent and amazing woman that you are meant to be. And I know you mentioned uh, the programs that you offer earlier and some that you're developing that will be released um, mm-hmm. s- soon in the future. Is there anything else you're kind of, you have in store for what you're offering or what someplace you hope to kind of achieve or to be at? Like someplace you're goal setting for? So long, long term, I would say, um, I would, of course, be doing it. I'm going to do a nonprofit for children who have dealt with trauma mm-hmm. growing up. But also, I'm, my goal is to become a public speaker once this COVID thing gets all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clear it up whenever that is. But in the meantime, I'm just staying with my one on one coaching. And um, I have an eight week course that's coming out that deals with your inner child, self love, boundaries, diagnosing. Well, not diagnosing, but pinpointing where your pain points are Mm -hmm. and healing of course that's amazing and thank you for sharing all that and you know there is a need for people like you out there that wasn't there before you know what I mean like that place I feel like wasn't as easy to find or easy to access so I applaud people like yourself you know for taking those roles in our society because it is needed more than ever really so thank you Thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate it. Yeah, sometimes it's like I have people always say, oh, my God, what you do is so amazing. But sometimes I forget. I'm like, because I'm so in the system of just helping and helping and helping clients. And I'm like, oh, my God, wait. A lot of us haven't didn't have the best childhood. I mean, some people did, but most of us didn't. But I think it's needed, right? Like, I think you knowing and having that firsthand experience is needed for you to truly understand what your clients are experiencing. So you can really address those issues like what you've been talking about this entire time. It's, it's maybe I would even say essential kind of for that type of work to really be able to address those issues that are deep down in someone. Exactly. No, I completely agree. Because once we get rid of the issues that are deep down, we're going to feel like a lot less weight Mm -hmm. lifted off our shoulders. 
and it's definitely not an easy line of work so I applaud you it's um no but it's it's truly needed so thank you of course thank you and thank you so much for taking the time to come on and record with me I'll hit you with one last kind of deep question and then (laughs) be all good to go from there but so the last question I'll ask you is what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode I would say that if you grew up in a tough household or have dealt with a parent leaving you, neglecting you, or a parent passing away, or dealing with emotional or physical abuse growing up, know that there is a way. There is a way to the light. Don't feel like you're hopeless and don't feel like it was your fault by any means because a lot of it is just what we went through and it has nothing to do with us. And there is a way to get help that you need. So you can feel like you can finally feel free from all that you felt and that you've brought on from you through your, from your childhood. Well, that's a very beautiful and strong message. So thank you. And that's a great way to end off our podcast. And thank you again, Janelle, for taking the time to come on and chat with me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm oh, so of course. glad you're able to connect. I really am. Uh, of course. And did you want to share your socials so people can find you and connect with you? Of course. So you can find me at Janelle.Gorman on Instagram. So at G-E-N-E-L-L dot G-O-R-M-A-N. And if you do want to book a consultation ever, you can just click on the link in the bio. Or if you want to just follow me and see all the content I post, feel free. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and give us a rating. Also check us out on Instagram at Making Sense of Success and tune in next Monday for our next episode.